I'm surprised that you don't have a harder line on it given your stance on exes. Well, I'm not staying friends with the ex. <laughs> You're like, that's what if it's you like, want to be my guest. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like you think he's worth your time? Go off. Enjoy. <laughs> if he if if he shows up for you, I'll be floored. Congrats. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter. Um, I hosted Easter brunch. It's great vibes over here. It was a beautiful day. The food was excellent. The it was it was if you a do say really, so yourself. If I do say so myself. I got positive feedback. <laughs> it's fun. And honestly, I was actually just talking so hot off the presses. Lots of dogs mm. came. Hell yeah. Met, Met your friends. Yeah. And we took a group photo on self-timer because I didn't know how to ask him to take it of just <laughs> our friends. But so he's in it, but I, I, I'm I, not intending to soft launch a relationship right now. And so <laughs> I'm a little stuck. But well, I don't think you – I don't think that that would be – soft launching because it's a group photo where it's like it's not like you're gonna write and the one person you don't know is with me yeah like fair he enough, could be fair he Good could point. be there with anybody as a friend true he could be anyone he could be any stranger 100 percent true um also annoyingly dennis's eyes are closed and the one that's like the best of the rest of us but whatever uh, i hate so, when that happens um, anyway i was talking to him about how like this for me, this event for me was like not all out that like this was actually me under control. And uh-huh. and because I was saying we'll get to it. But I so he was I was prepping for the podcast while he was still here and hanging out. And yeah. he was asking about the questions that we get. And so I was reading them to him. And one of them um, inspired him to like ask the question of me we'll we'll talk about that one once we get to it and my one of my answers was like I'm like I can be like really rigid and this like I was like planning is a good example where like and I actually think work has really helped me in this regard in that I can no longer be so stuck on the idea of something Mm -hmm. because I like I can do what I can do and that's it and it stops there and that's fine and that's enough all my friends still had a great time, even though I didn't get to do kind of – there were like six things that I could have done that were kind of in the back of my mind that no one knows about, and yet everyone still had a great time. Yeah. But anyway, this is all to say, great hang overall. Matt is a deranged person when it comes to meeting people that like people in the group bring into the group. Yeah. How did that go? It was it was fine. There were a couple moments where I was like, "Watch it." Um, but before before lots of dogs arrived, he said he, Matt was saying a few things where I was like, "Get it out now. Say it. Like whatever you got to do. Let's get it out of your system." <laughs> um, oh, and so we were all laughing about that. But did you prime lots of dogs at all for that potential dynamic? I did. I said like, ignore anything Matt says. Yeah, I think you have yeah. to. Like, yeah. if you're bringing somebody into a group where you know one there person might be a thing, an excessive yeah. wild card, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it was great. We had like we all like 
we ate, we had a like a daytime like cocktail type thing. We played code names and like it was great. I've already received texts from several people being like, we love lots of dogs. Oh, um, yay. Yeah. And I, I knew that would happen. Like he's like a great like I said, he's a great guy and like fits in really yeah. well. And yeah, and like this this whole like this whole hang has like definitely like upped my own emotional investment. Hmm. So yeah, so all around very fun, positive hang. So hold on. This is he this trying alarm. to call you? No. This alarm that's going off is my mindfulness alarm per Abby's advice from last Love week. Love that. I mean, setting yeah. it during the recording is a deranged choice, but <laughs> it goes off at the same time every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So it was a it was a very very good day. Um, lots of dogs is thumbs up. Amazing! I love that. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Um... Well, we both had sort of friend meeting encounters this week then. Yeah. Um, because I met one of the disco And don't balls forget to friends. talk about the speed dating too. I will. Just to yeah, earmark that. Okay. I will for sure. Um, so I had my second date with the disco ball this week. The patrons have already heard all about it, um, including a lot that will not be included here. Um but it was it was super fun. So he ended up coming last minute to New York for a work trip. So last we spoke, we hadn't talked in like about a week. And he ended up texting me and saying like, hey, I, I'm going to be in New York last minute. Are you free a night this week? And I was. So we went out and we did execute our karaoke idea. We ended up doing a private room. It was incredible. We sang for two hours. We had like the best time. I am so thrilled for you because, like, I could not relate less. And so I just, like, love – I th- there's, like th- – this. it's, like, proof positive, right? There's – there's what is it? A lid for every pot? Like, I'm, I'm so, yeah. so – like, it brings me so much joy that there is somebody who is, like, equivalently into this. I love it. Oh, it was so fun. So I – so we – so but first we went to drinks. We had, like, happy hour drinks and a friend of his ended up joining us when he had asked me earlier in the day if he could – he hadn't seen this friend in a long time. He happened to be free. And he was so nice. Like it was even like really easy conversation between me and the friend. He has a very fascinating job and we all just kind of really got along. And so that was great. Then Disco Ball and I got dinner 
And then we went to karaoke and it was a BYO karaoke place. We walked in with this like big case of White Claw. I kicked things off with Fergalicious. Then he rapped a Biggie song that he absolutely crushed. And then we like went back and forth doing solos. We did a couple duets. By the end, we were like, we had booked two hours. Like by the end, we were like a little tired. So we were like, like in the nook of the room, like he had his arm around me and I was kind of like, my legs were up on the, on the um, bench and I was like leaning up against him and we were just like rapping and singing duets, like chilled out, cuddling in the corner of this karaoke cute. room. It was so cute. We closed the night with Ghetto Superstar. Love. It was just wonderful. Um, so, oh, funny. So remember two weeks ago when we were talking to Aliza about like signs that get a bad rap and we were yes. like joking about – I guess Scorpio and Gemini, right? Yeah. So the disco ball is Gemini. <laughs> oh my god. How funny. Yeah. So I didn't know his birthday previously um, and I forget how it came up, but I was like, oh, you're a Gemini. Like, that's very funny. I was just talking about Gemini men recently. Um, I think that lots of dogs might be in, might be yours. And Aries? I think Aries so. Aries starts like um, right before me. Aries starts on like March 21st-ish and goes until whatever, mid, mid-April. Because I, 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 when I texted lots of dogs, it was on his birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the 17th. So he's a Pisces. Oh, so he's a Pisces. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, those Pisces men. Crazy. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so it just was funny that he happened to be like one of the signs that we were just talking about. But so when we were parting ways, I asked him when he was going to be in New York next. And through the conversation, we kind of realized that we were not going to see each other most likely until he moves here in July. Right. Because I'm traveling for a good three Ships weeks in the of night May. Vibes. Yeah, I'm traveling for a good three weeks of May, and he's traveling for the entirety of June. So, and the next time he has planned to come to New York, I'm not going to be here. So we were kind of like talking about this, and then he was like, well, you're always welcome to come to D.C. You know, you could visit your friend. And so I am doing that next weekend. Love a spontaneous trip. Yeah. So when the listeners are are listening to this, I will have just returned from my D.C. trip. And they will be on the edge of their seats to hear the next update, I'm sure. Yes. Because that's, that's um, I feel like that'll be a big one. Yeah. So I'm going to go down there. Um, I'm staying with my friend um, who lives down there. Um, and then he and I are going to go on a date on Saturday night. But I'm oh. like using her house as my home base, which is were yeah, her words. I think that's smart. Yeah. So she was like, you can be fl-. – like she's awesome. I mean she's one of my close friends. So she was like, you can totally yeah. be flexible. Like, you know, she and I have dinner plans on Friday and then I think brunch plans on Saturday. But then, you know – Whatever. So, and he is planning the evening. In his words, he's going to plan a nice little evening for us. Love. Yeah. Do you have any insight into the plan at all? None. Mm-mm. Okay. I will probably ask him as we get closer, like if he has any thoughts, just from like a packing perspective. Like, should totally. I totally? Yeah. Should I be wearing like something that is conducive to an activity? Yeah. Um, if he hasn't like volunteered that information, because that's something that I don't think guys would really think about. That like there would be very different levels of outfits that I, we we there are some things that I would be wearing that we could not do. Insert thing here, 
due to my outfit. Yeah. Totally. So, although I did already order my Rent the Runway, so I'm like a little bit. <laughs> You're committed. I suppose I could bring stuff that I own. God forbid. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, that was that. And then – so, I'm very excited about that. Um. I do think that when I go down there, I'm going to like try to have a more explicit conversation with him about like the level of communication and like connection that I would like to have across the basically two months that I won't see him. And what do you envision that being? Like what what would your ideal be? Like I'd like to like text often and probably have a couple FaceTime dates. Yeah. So, and there's like an off chance that we might overlap in New York, but it's very unlikely just based on both of our things that we have going on. So, so I want to like set myself up for success in that sense. Totally. No, I think that makes perfect sense. If like, if that's what you want to happen, I think that's like the right time to talk about it and like be in person and like use that as a jumping off pad. Yeah, totally. So... So that should be fun. And then also this week, in addition to the day after I went out with him, I went to a speed dating event. And this was the one that I had mentioned a while back that had gotten canceled and then finally rescheduled. And it was very fun. I was actually pleasantly surprised by – I don't know if like quality is the right word, but like for lack of a better word, the quality of the men that I met there. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that some some something that people often say about speed dating, I've never done it, but people that often that some people often say is that it's like just not a good pool of people that end up being mm-hmm. there. And it's like anybody can sign up. You have no idea what kinds of people or age ranges or anything is gonna show up to this random event that you also picked. Yeah. And so one of the things that I like about this, it's called Amber is that they do video interviews in order to like accept you to go to these events and they're smaller and they try to curate them. It's not not based on who they think you'll like, but more so just based on what different people are looking for. Like they know that I'm 35 and I want an event with 30 plus people. Right. And most people were. I didn't actually ask anybody's age in retrospect, but I could just tell that most of the guys that I talked to were – like of appropriate dating age for me. They weren't 23. Yeah, love that. One one I think was like probably 25, but he was the only one. And I wonder if they explicitly cleared with him that he's like into women Maybe. in Maybe. Highly possible. Yeah. yeah. So so it was cool. So it like you got 6 minutes per person. The guys rotated. I got to sit. It was open bar and they like brought you more drinks if you wanted. And I enjoyed pretty much all of my conversations, even if I didn't feel like all of them were, you know, a love match. Everybody, like, had something interesting to say. That's awesome. Did you find that you were saying the same thing for every date or did you feel like you were having different conversations every time? I actually felt like I was having different conversations every time. Oh, wow. With with a couple exceptions, which are the guys that I didn't connect with as well. But like with one guy, he rode crew and so we ended up talking about sports and like our experiences with team sports and kind of like trying to stay active as adults. Another guy had lived in San Diego for five years. So we were talking all about San Diego and our favorite spots. Just like random different points of connection that I found with these different guys. They actually included little prompts in like 
dishes on each table if you wanted to use them, but I did not. Um, not that I didn't want to. I just I kind of forgot they were there. I didn't need them. Um, and it was great. So then at the end, they give you a little card and you write down your top three. And then they text you the next day and tell you whether you had a match or not. I did not have a match. Though they did say that I had a few missed connections. A couple. I think I said a couple. Um, so. I feel like top three is like a harsh cut point. Yeah, I actually liked it though because I would – if I get a match, I appreciate knowing that the guy is not just like, I'll talk to anybody. Yes. I, I understand not just matching yeses with yeses because then it incentivizes mm-hmm. you to just put yes for everybody and say like yes to see everyone. who bites. But yeah. three feels too lo- – how many people were there in total? Seven. All right. Then that's less bad than I thought because I was going to say like top five felt right. But if it's only seven, then three might be right. Yeah. And I think usually – I don't know if it's always three. This was, they said, one of their smaller events. It was pouring rain and they got some cancellations last minute. Right. Um, I mean, I'm frankly, I would have. Though. Yeah, I would have canceled if I didn't understand the dynamics of speed dating and the fact that I would be like fucking with the whole thing if I didn't go. Yeah. Um. So they had some cancellations. So it was only – it was seven and six. There was one fewer woman than men. So like as the men rotated, they had one like off slot. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, so like three, so I don't know if they go up to four or five, if there are 10 people there, I'm not sure, cool. but it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. There's one this week, but I cannot go because I am going on a first date with a gentleman. Yay. It, oh it my has God, finally arrived. Fun. Um, no plan yet. We haven't spoken yet. We're talking. Oh, he's supposed to, he's supposed to text me tomorrow. Okay. So, and my matchmaker specifically told him to text me the week of, like on Monday or whatever, because they don't, they like to discourage too much talk before a date, much yeah. like we do. Um, and so she was like, I don't want him to text you three weeks before this date. And now you have this like weird, awkward time where you might text, maybe not. Like, I just don't want you to even worry about talking to him. That dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So in theory, I should hear from him tomorrow. That's awesome. I love that. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so she just picks the she just picks the day. So she doesn't like coordinate time or or the plan or like anything like that. She just does the day. And as a reminder for the listeners, this is the guy who knows about finding Mr. Height. Yes. So that's going to be really hear interesting. His overview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, wait. I almost forgot this update about the disco ball. So when we were at drinks before his friend got there, we were chatting and he – somehow podcasts came up. I don't remember how. And I've told him before that I don't listen to them. And so, But I like remind – he said something and he and he was like, oh, like have you heard this podcast? And then he – and like, then no. I like – I looked at him for a second, just didn't say anything. And he's like – that's right. You're the podcaster who doesn't listen to podcasts. Insane. And and then he and then he goes, he's like, what did you say your podcast was called again? And I said, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, did you want to tell me? <laughs> I was like, not really. <laughs> and he admitted that he has tried to find it. He was like, I may have done like a deep dive on the internet trying to find it. And I was like, did you? 
And he said, he said, I might have. Is it called like Alien something? And so when he said, I might have, I said like, oh, so you you did. And he said, is it called Alien something? And I was like, no, no, you didn't find it actually. Wow. I I think I I think I said this at the time. The classmate found it after our first date. Yeah, like it's. I mean, I guess for you, 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 he could probably have put in Rourke podcast, and it probably would come up. What's so crazy is though, there's like a Doctor Rourke who's a vet who has a podcast, and that really (laughs) populates. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but like Ali podcast is not going to help. That's broad. But what it probably means is he probably didn't do dating podcasts because I bet that that would bear fruit. Yeah. So, which I don't know why he knows it's a dating podcast. So anyway, so we had like a little. Are you, are you trying it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I know Ally dating coach. It's the very first thing, but I'm curious about Ally dating podcast. Ally dating podcast. It comes up first thing. Yeah. However, I wonder if that's for me. Oh yeah, because you've been to the site. Yeah, I I would be really interested to see a neutral person. Yeah, Google maybe that. I could go to an incognito tab. Oh, that, right. would, would that work? Probably. Um. Okay, we're gonna try a new incognito window. Allie dating. I'm sure this is super interesting for everyone. Um. Yeah, it's the first thing. Oh damn. The first thing is is us on Apple, and then a bunch, and then like some. Um, I see the same thing. Yeah, and then a couple things that I've guessed it on, and then my Instagram. So he didn't insert the word dating, most likely. Yeah, for sure. Ma- major fail on his part. Um, but he did understand because I said to him – basically what I said is like there's a lot of personal stuff with my podcast. And like I, I, I said to him, I think you would have a lot of information that – it would just be a lot of information on our second yeah. date. No, I and think that's not like, just that's a good... not just about him, but ju- about me. You know, kind of totally. like we said with the gentleman. Like in theory, this guy could have the the map to me if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. No, the the imbalance would be huge. Yeah. So it's interesting. I but it did it did actually affect when he said that it did actually affect how I was like thinking about recapping the date. I I, I get that. Yeah. So, because I now I was like having a hard time remembering if I specifically told him that I recap dates I go on. Like he knows that mm. I talk about my dating life, but right. I can't remember if I specifically like told him about that. So, maybe something to bring up when I'm down there. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come. Experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, And my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link. Also in our bios to get those tickets and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet talk to everybody somewhere in the area yeah so make sure you come dc comedy loft thursday march 21st and if you want to check out some stand-up i'm gonna be there all weekend so friday and that saturday i'll be doing stand-up shows 
start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time, and you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So anyway, that's uh, that's what's new with me. Love it. Yeah. Um, should we get to Hot Topics? Well, let's get to Hot Topics. And also, we should note that we completely forgot about Weird or Not this week. Yeah. So there's no Weird or Not. Very sorry, dear listeners. Weird or Not, you post a group photo with the guy you're seeing but have had no <laughs> form of conversation with about commitment. <laughs> So, Allie, I pitched three questions that I think are, like, very interesting questions that I don't think we've really addressed, even in, like, kind of broader topics that – where it's, like, these touch on broader topics we've done. I don't think we've addressed these angles. Amazing. This first one is complicated because there are a lot of kind of, like, characters in the story, and this person, like, offers names for them, which I don't feel comfortable doing. So I'm going to try and replace – them with like pronoun like I don't know if pronouns is the right word for what I'm going to do but like instead of the name I'm going to call them like the roommate okay right like nicknames like we do yeah yeah oh yeah that's yeah okay this is the broad question I have a question about how to navigate hurt feelings and set reasonable boundaries when your close when your close friend chooses to hang out with your ex I think this is a great question because I was talking like I ended up talking to lots of dogs about it because I was saying like my friend group is a great example of this where like if Lexi and Dennis broke up, we would be so screwed. Yeah. Because technically I've known Dennis longer, but what am I supposed to do? Give up Lexi? Yeah, that is true for my friend group as well. We have like one couple in particular that is extremely central to the group. Exactly. Anyway. So here's the situation in this question. Okay. I met my ex through mutual friends. My roommate invited me to her college friend's party where I met my ex, who is the college friend's cousin. Got it. Okay. So the roommate has a friend whose cousin is now the writer's ex. Ex. Yeah. Got it. Okay. My ex asked for my number, and we immediately started talking and dating. And she notes here that the roommate did not know the ex before this party. So no, that was not a connection point. Yeah, they were not friends prior. Right. Yeah. I started dating my ex in February 2020. And then, as we all know, the whole world shut down. My school went past fail, my roommate's work essentially dried up, and my ex was laid off. So the three of us had nothing to do all day and only could interact with each other. In addition, I was a late bloomer. This was my first real relationship, and I leaned towards anxious attachment. So in these circumstances, I very quickly became codependent with my ex. I fell very hard, and he was my first love. He did not feel the same. 
He blindsided me with a breakup in the summer of 2020 with no explanation, and I was devastated. A couple of days after the breakup, I was talking to my roommate about things as I'm a big external processor, and she said something that concerned me. She essentially said, yeah, it'll be such a bummer when your co- my college friend, ex's cousin, my college friend, your ex, and I hang out without you. Obviously, this like, hurt my feelings quite a bit. Like that's a given? Okay. Um, although I understand that she and my ex became friends during our relationship. Cut to a year later. It's the fall of 2021. And my roommate's college friend invited my roommate to a joint family birthday party in the park for another friend of theirs and the ex. I wasn't really bothered by that, although to be honest, it did bring me back to that one comment. The party started in the afternoon with friends and family. And when the afternoon events ended, the college friend slash cousin of X departed. My problem is that my roommate chose to keep partying and invited herself to the close friends only after party at my ex's apartment because she wanted to talk to a cute friend of theirs. Ultimately, she hung out in my ex's room, chatted with my ex and his brother, and then went out to the bars with all of them. Ultimately, she spent about 12 hours drinking and partying with my ex. I found this to be extremely disrespectful and hurtful. The next day, however, my roommate had some very serious personal matters happen, such that I didn't think it was appropriate to have a conversation with her at that time. I essentially put my feelings to the side to support her. Um, I do need to have a conversation with her about this, and I probably should have made time for it earlier because I do think it really harmed our friendship. I know this situation will probably come up again, but due to the circumstances, a lot of time has passed, and I'm not even sure what would be reasonable or fair boundaries for me to set in this situation. Is it fair to be hurt by your friend hanging out with your ex? I don't want to police her behavior, and I know that people have different approaches to exes. What are your thoughts on the matter? Oof. There, there are a lot of characters in this story. Yes. Um, but we can really boil it down to the roommate and the ex. The roommate and the ex, yeah. And the fact yeah. that they weren't friends prior. Yeah. So, well, I have a lot. Um, I think this is de- this is definitely a scenario where I understand her being hurt. I think I also would be in this situation. I don't know if it would be like a friendship-altering type of hurt, but I certainly I certainly would have like a an icky feeling about it. Yes. I think that – who did we talk with this about? Like, gosh, it was definitely one of our guests who talked about the difference between, like, reaction and response. Like, reaction, I think, here would be hurt, and then you would have to think about what you really want your response to be. Yes, totally. It might have been Amy Chan. I can't remember. Oh, that definitely could be. Um, because I think it was about, like, breakups and fighting and stuff. Um, but, yes, exactly. My initial reaction when I when – I, heard this information would likely be like, ooh, I don't like that. That doesn't feel good. You know, et cetera, et cetera. But the question that I have, which I think I can answer for myself, is is this an ongoing and consistent thing that her roommate is doing in terms of trying to maintain an individual friendship with her ex? Or is this something that happened one time at this point, God, six months ago? I think if it were the former, we would know about it, just given the level of detail involved in the question. 100%. I think she, I think she would have mentioned. And thank you for all the detail. It's always helpful to get so much context. Um, I think we would know if her roommate was like 
consistently hanging out with this guy one-on-one. Totally. So given that that's not happening, which we could talk about that separately, given that that's not happening, I I struggle with how to address this, especially after so much time has passed, without it being pretty petty. I agree. I agree. I think – so in her in her letter, she puts that she thinks it'll – she suspects it'll come up again. I think if it does – so as it stands – your roommate attended a large group party where she was pursuing somebody else and therefore happened to follow your ex back to his right. shared apartment. Also, n- not just his apartment. He lived with the other – I don't think we said this when we read the question. He lives with the other guy whose birthday it was and they all Correct. went back to their shared apartment. Yep. yep. So like in theory, she followed back his roommate and he just happened to be there, but whatever. Right. I think you need to – if it happens again – that is your opportunity to set a quote unquote fair boundary. And to me, the fair boundary in this situation, if you get invited to, if your roommate gets invited to said kind of group hang again, the fair boundary is please edit the play by play. Yeah. I do not want to hear the funny story that my ex told. I don't want to hear that he's dating somebody new, that he brought somebody and you weren't sure who it was. You know, all that stuff does not need to pass through your filter to me. You know, go have, go have fun and we'll talk about something else the next day. And so I think that's, that's the fair boundary to me. Yeah. And it sounds like the fact that she knows that her roommate spent time talking to her ex and his brother in his bedroom that to me says that her roommate was giving her a lot of details about the evening. Agreed. Because there's and maybe no she other was way asking to know that information. Yeah. Right. Maybe she was asking for them, which I understand that morbid curiosity as well. Totally. But... Like fiddling with a hangnail vibes. And then what happened? Yes. Completely. Completely. Like picking at your skin. Um, but like that, don't do that to yourself, firstly. Um, and yeah, second of all, I think that that is definitely a fair boundary to set. I... I'm trying to think about the scenario where a friend of mine is maintaining a friendship with my ex. Yeah. Not just this one-time thing, not a group hang. I'm trying to think about a scenario – this has never happened to me. So I'm trying to think about a scenario where a friend of mine who was not previously – I mean, I do have a close friend who maintains a friendship with a significant ex of mine. But I met my ex through that friend. So it would be pretty sure. unfair of me. It would be pretty unfair of me to tell okay, him to cut him off. Okay, but then what if ASV put that limit on him? That wouldn't be fair either because he because we were friends before. True. You both – good point, good point, good point. You That's, we that's both that had, is a particular – yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like we both had pre-existing close friendships with our mutual friend who introduced us. Yeah. I mean, a good example, I think, totally. A a good example, I think, is my situation with Jared, where I am friends with Nikki first. She brought Jared into our group. Jared and I get along great. And he and I walk, he and I go for a walk. We get coffee and we go for a walk along the beach once a week. And we talk about work and we talk about really, like, we just have a nice chat. Yeah. And we both really value that time. And what would happen if he and Nikki break up? Do I keep going on my walks? Yeah, I think that's really hard because you have cultivated a one-on-one friendship with him during their relationship. I'm curious, yeah. back to our listener. We don't know our listener's name, right? Synonymous? Correct. Okay. I'm curious if 
her roommate and her ex were doing things on their own during the course of their relationship or not. Right. Just as a data point. I mean, it sounds like the three of them sort of decamped for COVID and spent a ton of time together. And so it's a a good question um, as to whether or not they then had a solo friendship. Yeah, because I so I'm so I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody whose friend has cultivated a relationship with my boyfriend, and then we break up, and that friend wants to continue hanging out with him. I don't think I would like that. Yeah, like I think I I think I would ask my friend not to. Yeah, I think it would depend how I felt about the end of the relationship which is so like potentially bullshit no that's that's totally fair though and in this scenario she feels devastated and heartbroken yeah that's true um with the student so there was a guy friend that was friends with me and the student that i knew first and like i intro- i connected like i was friends with this guy before the student yeah. was friends with him but when we broke up i essentially like let the student have this guy (laughs) because I was like, he needs somebody to vent to and it's going to be to this guy. And so like, it's only fair. And it makes me sad because I actually like really, like I think that like, I love that guy. Like he was literally, he is the first person I said hello to during orientation at law school. And we ended up being in the same small section of 11 people. So we spent copious hours together and like, he has a baby now and like I would love to like I it, that it makes me very sad and yet yeah. like I do think it was the right like I think it was the right thing to do but like the student I think would have had no leg to stand on if I had asserted myself frankly totally yeah I'm actually remembering now I've been to a couple events where so ASV and the friend who introduced us went to college together I have met many of their other college friends, some of whom are closer to my friends, some of whom are closer to ASV. There are a couple that I met through ASV and became like relatively close. The close is the wrong word. We never hung out one-on-one. But I've seen them, two of them in particular, a couple times outside, like after ASV and I broke up, he wasn't there. And one of them wanted to hang out in a in a totally like above board way, like he was not hitting on me. We just like get yeah. along really well and have mutual hobbies and stuff. And I said no, because even mm. though I do really like this dude, but I was like no, like that. If I were ASV, if the roles were reversed, I would be really mad about this. Yeah. So good no, for you to stick to that, that then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like. I was like, I don't need this random dude. Totally. Um, but. So I think if that were to happen to me, I probably would ask my friend, like, do you need this dude? <laughs> like, yeah, is this yeah. is this friendship this important to you that you you need to maintain this? Because it's it's hurting me and it makes me really uncomfortable. Totally. And then if if my friend were to say, Yes, I do need this dude, then we deal with that, I guess. Yeah. I just I can't imagine a scenario where that would be the case. Agreed. I could also see the timeline of in the letter the listener wrote where they break up and the roommate makes that comment about like us all hanging out without you. That was still in 2020. And so – I forgot about that comment. And so – well, I could see that being reliant on the world still being what it is. This is our pod. You know, this is our – 
domed universe where we're not seeing other people. And now that the world has opened up, that hasn't really borne fruit. You know, that that hasn't really been the reality that comes to bear. You're right. I totally forgot about that comment. That was a fucked up thing to say to somebody who just got blindside broken up with. Yeah, that's not ideal. Like, what the fuck? Even if that is the case. It's going to be so awkward when you're not around. Right. (laughs) Won't it be a bummer when I hang out with your ex-boyfriend without you? Why would you say that to your friend? Even if you are going to hang out with him. Don't say that. Yeah. Um. Honestly, if she if the listener really feels like she needs to have a conversation because this whole situation has been friendship altering, I actually think going back to that comment might be a better conversation to have in terms of that kicking off her like insecurity and anxiety with the situation versus yeah. this like very specific birthday party scenario. Totally. Like saying, you know, you said that and it probably was like an offhanded comment on your part that I guarantee the roommate has not thought a minute about having said that. Yeah. But like you said that and that kicked my anxiety into overdrive in terms of like you hanging out with him and then it happened. Yep. And it, my anxiety like bore fruit to use your phrase. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's a tricky I'm, one. <sighs> very. I'm surprised that you don't have a harder line on it given your stance on exes. Well, I'm not staying friends with the ex. <laughs> You're like, that's what it's you like, want to be my guest. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like you think he's worth your time? Go off. Enjoy. <laughs> if he if if he shows up for you, I'll be floored. Congrats. <laughs> Cause he didn't sure as fuck show Great. up for me. <laughs> you know, I actually realized that I do I I did have a friendship end because of a breakup. And it didn't oh, end. We're still friendly, but we're not we're certainly not as close. Is a close guy friend of mine broke up with or got broken up with, but by a close girlfriend of mine. And she also moved. You're gonna figure out who I'm talking about as I say the story. She also moved, so like it that affects things because she doesn't live here anymore. But like we were really close, and we don't talk anymore. Wow. Yeah. So I think, and I think that I know that it bothers him when I hang out, like when I have hung out with her. Yeah. He would never say anything, but I know that it does. Totally. So yeah, it's it's all hard. Yeah. All right, Rourke. Question for you. This listener says, how and when to bring up things about yourself that may be viewed as red flags? Like for me, I have ADHD. I'm sober almost two years. Party emoji. Congratulations, listener. It's amazing. Um, I've had depression. My finances could be better. I obviously think I have a lot to offer as well, but I'm aware people may have issues with these things. And to be fair, their reaction could be a red flag for me too, like the asshole that repeatedly pushed me to drink, only date I've ever walked out on. Jesus fucking fucking Christ. Yeah. What? That is oh not God. cool. That no, Jesus. Yeah, good good job for walking out on that date. Way to set that boundary for yourself. Um, okay, so that that's the question. How and when to bring up things about yourself that may be viewed as red flags? Yeah. So there is a so the, as you might guess, this is the question I referenced earlier with lots of dogs where I said like mm. I said like probably like workaholic and like rigid is are probably mm. mine and he said um he said aloof he's like i can be really aloof 
And he also he actually said he was like, I also have like ADHD. However, it's like a lot more managed now that I'm an adult. He's like, it was like very difficult, like growing up and like it's kind of it's like pretty secondary now. But anyway, Mm -hmm. and I actually thought he had a great like he had a great gut reaction, which is like all of this stuff comes back to like you being at peace with it. Yeah. And that like no one is perfect. We all have stuff. And sure, some people's might be more quote unquote burdensome than others. Like take the classmate, for example, like he had two kids. Like that's, that is objectively baggage. Is it great, wonderful baggage that you want for your life? 100%. But is it also a difficulty? Yes. (laughs) And as he completely understood that can be a deal breaker to some people. And so I think it is about like making peace with your own red flags, taking responsibility <laughs> where you need to, to mediate them. And then being honest where you need to, but not overshare. Um, I saw a good, I wish th- this is on me. I should have looked this up before. Um, it's, is it called like unpacking? It's something where, cause I do think it's like a, ba- it might be a baggage reference. It's like, there is a word for sort of like baggage dumping on somebody and being like, oh, like just so you know, just- like I have depression. I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. And like hitting a person with like all this stuff. Like I've cheated in the past. I've done this. I've like, <laughs> like all this shit. Yikes. And it's like, I just want you to know up front. And it was an article about how, like, that is not actually, like, fair or helpful. Right. And Definitely not. Yeah, no. And, like, because some of that, and I think we may have addressed this on a Patreon, where somebody was like, what's kind of the statute of limitations on past bad behavior? Yep. Where some of that might be entirely irrelevant to how you interact with a partner today. And Absolutely. Yeah. And also, like, or entirely irrelevant no, to them because they don't care about that particular thing. Totally. Yes. Um but yeah, and also like to this person's own question all of that like let people self-select out on all of those points to the sobriety, yep. to the like all all of that a person who is not right for you will not embrace those things about you. And that is fine. In that that's, they that's are great. That means yeah, that you're gonna exactly you are then out. not attracting the wrong people, which is a good thing. Totally. Yeah, and I think you're right. There is a fine line between being authentic to yourself and you know, being saying this is who I am, and the right people are gonna be attracted to that and the wrong people won't be. And dumping everything about yourself onto the table when you first meet someone. Yeah. Because that is just that, like you said, that's too much information. It's also like information that they're getting about you before they have any connection to you. Yeah. Like I think a probably a good example in the list that she gave is having had depression in the past. Yes. Personally, I don't think that that is something or or, or even currently, you know, Seeing going to a therapist for whatever it is. Like, I don't think that that is something that you quote unquote owe somebody or that you even like need to bring up immediately. Mm-hmm. 
versus like starting to form a connection with somebody, feel more safe with them, have trust in them that you can share these things about yourself and then do so. Yeah. Versus an example that probably comes up immediately is sobriety. Like I would imagine it's probably pretty difficult for her to even go on a first date without that coming up. Totally. And so that makes sense to get out there also to weed out people like that fucking asshole. I can't even believe yeah, somebody did Jesus. that. That is absurd. Um, and I think that there – it's so much like you said or like lots of dogs said about the comfort level that you have with it. The example that comes to mind for me, although far less quote-unquote serious than a lot of these things, is the fact that I have this podcast and my account. Mm, like the fact that somebody posts so much about their life on social media is absolutely a red flag and likely a deal breaker for a lot of people. Maybe not a lot, but for a group of people, some. And so – and I do bring it up early, almost always on the first date – and I introduce it in the way that I want to and I am really comfortable with it and proud of it and that comes across when I talk about it. But it's important for me to talk about it up front so that I don't get blindsided later by somebody that hates it. Totally. I think – yeah. So That makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, I think – and like she said, their reaction could be a red flag for you. You know, how somebody responds to something that's sensitive or something that – you know, has brought you pain in the past, I think is a great indicator of their character. Yeah. And your connection. So, Allie, I'm I'm sort of gonna backdoor a concept for you now. Okay. Um I would like to add potentially to our repertoire in some way. I, I don't quite know how. I don't know if this is a weekly segment, like weird or not, or what, but I would like to do a Mythbusters segment. Oh, I like that. Like if he wanted to, he would. Yes. Kind of discussions. Yep. What if we – I actually was thinking recently that Weird and Awe is getting harder and harder to come up with every week. What if we alternated? Sure. Yeah. I like that. Just – we could do something Done. else, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, hey, yes. everyone. We're not doing Weird and Awe this week. We are now alternating and we are doing Mythbusters. <laughs> like here, wait. Mythbusters! Mythbusters! <laughs> <laughs> uh, new segment. Love it. Anyway. Um, okay. So, this is our first one. Great. This is from Liz. She's a new listener, and it's quickly become oh, a favorite podcast. Thanks, Liz. I was we wondering. Listeners. I was I wondering. Wow, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> you were down in Georgia for a moment there. Anyway, question number three. I was wondering if you would be interested in discussing a topic I've been seeing a lot on TikTok. Essentially, a lot of women are saying that men do not choose to settle down once they find the love of their lives, but instead wait to commit until they're ready to settle down and then choose whichever woman happens to be readily available at that time. She it's links taxi to a TikTok. theory from Sex in the City. Right. It's called like taxi cab, taxi light theory, right? Taxi cab theory or, or yeah. light theory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a woman in a new relationship with a guy she really likes, this idea scares me. I'd love to know what you think. I – so wait. So I guess we need to talk a little bit further at some point about like how we're going to structure this segment of Mythbusters. Like what are the okay. words that we're going to use of whether we think it's a myth or not. Yeah. But I do think this is a myth. Oh, really? I think it's like a little true. 
a little true is different than it being a hard and fast rule. I yeah, but there's there's going to be nothing that's a hard and fast rule. I think this one like has truth to it. I think a lot well, I think that's going to be something we're going to have to contend with with the Mythbusters segment because I think the way that it is presented, I haven't yeah. I haven't watched the specific TikTok that she's linking, but the way yeah, that same. I have seen it presented is this is gospel. Like this is fact. This is known. This is what is happening in your relationship for sure. Like that's the way that I've seen this advice and honestly a lot of dating advice, which I take issue with, presented. Yeah. And so that's why I say it's a myth because I think that like that the women that – what the things that she's – the thing that she's referring to is people saying like, nope, this is how it works. Like this is how men work. I think this is – for me, I think my cut is going to be – like I think this might be true 51% of the time. Hmm. Interesting. But – and I also think that it's like – I do think – so I I think that the other piece of it that I don't think is true is that the last part, that they decide when they're ready to settle down and then choose whichever woman happens to be available. Like that's also often a part of what I see this presented as. I do think there is merit to – that men have more of a – and this is a generalization. This is not true about all men. But that men have more of a quote-unquote timeline with quote-unquote being ready. Yeah. And putting more stock into that. But I I do take issue with the like, oh, well, she'll do. Like I don't think that's what's happening. Totally. No, no, no. I, I very much agree with you there. Very much. Yeah. So – and I and – I, Another reason why I don't like this is because of exactly the last part, that because she's in a new relationship with a guy she really likes and now she's terrified that if his fucking light's not on, then it's doomed. So certainly, yeah, that's not uh, agreed. However, I do think it could encourage somebody to go for a man that is emotionally available and looking to settle down (laughs) and have a relationship. Um, cause I think that the, the potential toxic converse of this is I'll make him ready. He says he's not, well, yeah, that's but not I'm either. so amazing. He'll be ready for me. And that's definitely not true. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think the part that I'm taking issue with more is, is the last part of her thing is the, when a guy is ready Whoever comes along is who's going to marry. A woman crosses the field of vision and he's like, that one. <laughs> exactly. Like that's the real part that I'm taking issue with. Fair. It's it, because I do I do definitely agree with you that, that that we can go down a whole path of, you know, exactly like you said. He'll he'll change for me. I can, you know, whatever. But I all I also think that this is something that about fairy tales and Disney movies, et cetera, that has been really detrimental to men. There are many things that have been detrimental to women. I think one of the things that has really been detrimental to men is all of these fairy tales and rom-coms and Disney movies where a guy is like a total playboy Lothario and then meets some woman and all of a sudden has this revelation from above that she's the one. Right. And that's like a slightly different myth than the one we're talking about. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I just – I think that like from my – so the reason I think that this is true 51% of the time and the reason that Liz should not be scared in theory I think is because like 
hopefully she's met a guy who's ready for a relationship and therefore this could be great. Good times. Yeah. But like, I think for like, I actually think like Matt is a really great example of this where, as I've said before, he is not ready. He does Mm -hmm. not want this right now. And even if I think you presented a great girl to him, he would not be in a place to receive it. And so I I do think that that exists for men and women. And that's why I like recommended therapy to Matt. Cause I'm like, you say you want this thing and you are not ready to receive it. Like I could show you a great thing and you would not want it. Um, And that's, that's on him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more I think I'm realizing that the thing, the thing I take issue most really is just the like, well, she'll do. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But no, I'll never forget my friend Cameron, um, a guy in New York, I think we all hung out, a group of us hung out on New New Year's or maybe we convened on like New Year's Day or something to have sort of like a anxiety hang. And <laughs> and he was like, you know, I've I, I've decided that this year I'm going to like meet somebody and like settle down and this will be the year. And, and then he did? He did. And they're married and have God. a kid. Oh, man. Yeah. I wonder if she knows that. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> I mean, he's, I he's a great I would guy. Feel, I was friends with him for a reason. Yeah. I wonder how I would feel if I found out that my husband had like just decided to meet someone the year he met me. I think I'd be – I think I'd be fine with it. I'm just like I think curious. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I'd be like, well, then he I, – I, I would probably – I'd be like, good. I decided in, that too. <laughs> like, Well, I think I would probably rationalize it in my head of like, well, he met me. Right. Exactly. Like, it worked out for him like – like that was very lucky that he's happened to say that the year he met me. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> I think that's how I would frame the it. The person who texts their friend, like, I think I just met my husband. Every single time, just so yeah. that their friends can have this a screenshot. This is the year. Of, I think I, <laughs> he's actually said yeah. it for five years. <laughs> have you ever sent that text or a similar one? Um, I sent something like that about the classmate for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess Not, actually – I don't I think, think I used the phrase husband, but I was like – this will be something. Yeah, I actually remember you said that to me, something yeah. similar to me. I yeah. have sent a I'm on a date with my husband text before. Who it was it not about? a first date. It was not a first date, but it's a guy that I've never even mentioned. Oh, <gasps> wow. He doesn't even have a nickname. So definitely not the husband. Not the No, he's not my husband. He is he's engaged now. I don't think he's married yet. He's engaged. Nice. Um, Do you think we could manifest it by just nicknaming people the husband over and over again? My first husband. husband Three. My husband four. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've like never had a reason to talk about him before. I liked him a lot. Oh my God. Cute. We dated for like three or four months. But I texted actually the friend that I'm about to go down to DC to visit. I texted her um, on our – now I'm like – I'm trying to figure out a good nickname for him. Oh, we'll call him the Latvian uh, because he is like super fucking into Latvia. Oh, wow. Um, That's a very narrow interest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he is Latvian, but he was like extremely, extremely into it. Um, so I texted, I texted my friend who lives down in DC when I was on my third date with him, second, third date. It wasn't our first date, I know that for sure. Um, and I said, I'm, I'm on a date with my husband. I think I'm on a date with my husband, is what I said. Amazing. Yeah, we're great. Mind you, she also sent me that. She sent me a text message, a similar text message about her current fiance. Damn. Well, I mean, what's funny is that on The Bachelor, 
versus The Bachelorette, The Bachelorette has an incredibly high correlation between who they end up picking and their first yep. impression rose. Whereas The Bachelor, yeah. nope, there's no correlation <laughs> at all. And so it's crazy that women do seem to have that instinct and then stick with it. Yeah. Also a better success rate of people who are still together. 100%. I mean, I know there's like a smaller sample size, but True. perhaps just maybe women are making better decisions. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> thought. Anyway, okay. So is this myth busted or confirmed? Oh, I don't know. That's why I feel like we need to like figure out the nuance, like the – we're We can disagree. I don't think we need to have like a podcast answer. No, I know, but I don't know if I want to say either busted or confirmed. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know. We could say further study needed. (laughs) Further study needed. (laughs) Um, Well, in order for us to have this new segment, Instagram is going to have to get his shit together and give me the new poll. What's happening? um, Feature. What's the deal? You know how there's like a new new polls feature? No. Some people have like a multi-choice poll. You haven't seen the new poll? I have seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. I don't have that yet. And it's really frustrating. I still have the quiz, which like isn't technically a poll. It like makes you pick a right answer, although I can see how many people have voted for each thing. Right. But you can't. As the the viewer, you can't see that. And so it's different. Right. It's that thing where you can see the bars. You click and it fills it in. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. And every time that I use a poll, including Weird or Not, every single week, or when I do the quiz thing for a multi-choice poll like I did yesterday when I was trying to decide what shoes to buy – Every single time, I get at least three DMs of people telling me to use the new polls feature. And I don't have it, or I would. You're like, I would love to. I would love to use this feature or talk to Instagram. Can you message them for me? Yes. Um, anyway, I think I probably would lean toward confirmed over busted. But I, I don't know. It's hard. I think this is a – like I said, I think this is a – it is a bad way to describe a good thing, which is date people who yes. want a relationship. Yes. That's a really good point. That like this isn't I, – because I think it's often framed in the way that she said it, which is like, now I'm ready to settle down and that girl will do. Like yep. – I don't know why I just started talking like Fred Flintstone. I said it all. Like, the Georgia accent. We're insulting her. <laughs> no. Um, or maybe I actually think my accent was much closer to Yogi Bear than uh, yeah, totally. Fred Flintstone. I will say I did get a very sweet DM from somebody who was like, by the way, I live in North Dakota. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I would not move to a Dakota. You would move to North Dakota. And she was like, don't worry, you'd hate it. <laughs> it was really cute. That's really cute. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I think that like that it's often framed that way. But if we just flip it on its head and say – yeah, like you said, look for people who are ready to commit yeah. if that's what you want. Yeah. Great. Um, well, very good. This was fun. Very good. Very good. I am excited for my Patreon recording tomorrow. I'm going to miss you, but I'm excited to talk to my friends. I got to post the yeah. poll. Speaking of polls, I got to post the like question box yeah. today about like what questions people I'm have gonna for my something. besties. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Roast um, And I can't wait. Your next update will be post-DC. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Next time we record, I will have just gotten off a train. My train. I'm coming home on Sunday, so I will have just gotten Damn, off a train. I'm so excited. From okay. DC. Can't wait. And I'll have the gentleman date to recap. It's going to be a, oh, wow, you're be right. a big one. It'll yeah. be boring for me. It'll just be like my mom's driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Talk to you. Bye. Bye.